Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, the wrong number of the episode as I, the stream title, but I, I thought it might be wrong, as you can see by the various question marks. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're 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 talking about Johnny oh. Appleseed. Are we? Okay, we are, but but we're not talking about apple cake. <laughs> I think that was in the ti- like the title. Hello and welcome to Drunk Dish, where three delicious <laughs> dishes explore food history and get pickled in the process. This is episode number 35. <laughs> I didn't change Jesus. my notes from last time, so it says where we will continue to discuss Johnny Appleseed, um, but we are not continuing any discussion where we will be talking about Johnny Appleseed. My yep. name's Melissa. I'm Amy. <laughs> and I'm Kate. <laughs> Good job, guys. Stars for everybody. Yay! Yay. (laughs) Now that we've introduced ourselves every episode, Kate likes to ask us one food-related question. Mm -hmm. So, Kate, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. is your question? I'm glad we're doing Johnny Appleseed. (laughs) Did you not know? No, no, no. I knew. I thought I knew. I'm just glad that's the case. Sometimes I'm like, I couldn't find any research on it. I didn't (laughs) tell either of you. I thought we were doing something. Yeah. Nobody listens anyways. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Except for the people from Thanks for Coming who are lovely boys. Oh, we love love everyone who listens. (laughs) Especially Thanks for Coming. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thanks. thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. What's your question? Yeah. Sorry. What's your favorite apple? (laughs) Oh. Okay. There was so much build up for that short uh, question. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And second follow up. Um. Is there? Do you have a like a favorite cooking versus a favorite eating apple? Mm. Ooh, good question. Mm -hmm. So my favorite eating apple is a Fuji apple. Oh, okay. Love Fuji's. Good choice. Second choice is Jazz Apple. They're both really juicy, but really um, crisp and Mm -hmm. sweet. Mm -hmm. It's hard to find an apple that is both crisp and sweet. A lot of the sweet ones are soft, and then a lot of the crisp ones are sour right? tart. Right, tart, yeah. Like Mm -hmm. a mealy apple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are my two favorite for eating. For cooking, I like to use an assortment of different types of apples. I usually mm-hmm. will have like a good re- like portion of Macintosh in there because mm-hmm. I feel like they're good baking apples. Um, but I like when I'm cooking like anything with apples for the apples to turn into like complete mush. Okay. So like the opposite of eating. Well, like, I want like, them to just... That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was thinking it's funny because Kate, your husband. Yes. Hates cooked fruit. Correct. So that would probably really gross him out. Yeah. Hates it. <laughs> Does yeah. not not a cooked fruit person. Although well, he that, does like applesauce, but only if it's cold. I, so I like like cooked fruit that's like kind of got the consistency of fruit, but then like your teeth don't know what to expect because it's like you go to bite into it right, and then they just go. Like I don't like that. That's why I like I just want it to be complete like mush or sauce baby or food. whatever. Uh-huh. Forget, okay. Like baby food. 
so okay. that that way I know what to expect. Melissa's well, laughing. I don't, want do, any, we... I don't want any surprise mush in my mouth when I think yeah. it's supposed to give me I want crisp. all mush all the time. <laughs> what was, I tweeted like a couple weeks ago about how accordion style post-it notes can be so much anxiety because I never know what way they're going to come up. And that's oh how God. I feel about cooked fruit is I need to know. The well, not knowing makes me so anxious. Honey, just buy regular <laughs> post-it notes. Okay. Well, I obviously try to. Yeah, no, I, I and I feel the same way about those accordion post-it notes. What the fuck? Yeah. Why do those exist? They're specifically know. the accordion ones are specifically usually for like the little dispensers. Yeah, but even mm. that, like those, it's no, it's too, no. it's too stressful. Who has a post-it <laughs> note dispenser? People who wear is it? Like off, like officey people, maybe officey people. <laughs> business, business, business. Yeah. Now all I'm thinking of right now is Romy and Michelle's yes. high school reunion when yeah. they dressed up as I business the... women. Yeah, and then to post it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, my shoe is filling up with blood. I need to go take care of that. <laughs> oh, it's <sighs> oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Yeah. I, I'm like basically in agreement with Amy. Jazz are my favorite, but I mean, I'll take a Fuji. I'll take a Honeycrisp. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had those newfangled cosmic apples, which mm-hmm. are genetically yeah, um, about made to like keep for a really long time. Um, and mm-hmm. they're supposed to be like the perfect apple. And I did have them and they did keep forever um, as evidence, but by the one that I just left in a drawer and forgot about. <laughs> um and they were like fine though, and they're really expensive, so it yes. was like not really worth it. Whereas I really like jazz apples, or really like Fuji, and then I, you know, with baking, yeah, Macintosh, Cortland, um, and then I usually, if I'm making like a pie or something, I'll throw in one Granny Smith to try and mm. get a little bit like of tartness and stuff in Solid. there. Solid, yeah, but and I, I mean, I definitely don't. I like to be able to tell that I'm eating apples, yeah, in a pie, so I don't. Mm. I don't cook them too much. Also, I don't know what Kate says her favorite apple is going to be, but I'm going to guess that it's not a red delicious. Oh, no. Is that your favorite? <laughs> no. Oh, God. No, oh, my no. God. My no. heart just dropped because it was no. like, so we can all agree that red delicious is like the worst apple ever, right? Yeah. So yeah. awful. So, yeah. As Joe it was leaving. It looks the best. Like it's it, big and it's dark red and mm, it's shiny, mm-hmm. but it tastes terrible. Tastes I think, terrible. I think it's the skin. Like I think when I was a kid, I was we had um, a yellow delicious tree in my yard, and but the difference is a, an apple off of the tree is not the same as an apple that you get at the store. So like. Yeah. Now that you've like, said that, I have to change my answer because mm-hmm. my answer is actually golden delicious. Okay. Yeah. I love golden delicious They're delicious. Apples. They're so yeah. good. So, so good. They're absolutely I mean, named. Right. And you would think that a yeah, red but delicious. Yeah, so red delicious. <laughs> should be no. called red trash. Right. That's like whoever should discovered be- Greenland and being like, we're going to call this Greenland so people actually want to fucking live here. <laughs> like that's, it was just a marketing move. Well, red delicious should be called like. If you bite this, it's going to cut your thumbs because the yeah. skin is so, so mean mm-hmm. to you. Like, yeah. it's just, 
no red delicious is mealy and flavorless mm. Mm. i I, th- I think mm, they have a different flavor like i think jolly ranchers are um like apple jolly ranchers are supposed to be the flavor of a red delicious and um a granny smith if they had a baby like the weirdest tartest sweetest mixed thing going on mm. really love i'd never thought of that but I don't. Yeah. I assumed it's like a Granny Smith because it's green apple, right? But it's, but it's not but it's candy, it, so it's sweeter. Yeah, right. Red okay. delicious is trash. I refuse. I to yes, no. I, red I'm, delicious. I have zero. I have zero pleasant things is to say about red delicious. My favorite Jolly Rancher. <laughs> I do love. I do love apple Jolly. I also really love peach Jolly Ranchers, but they're hard to find. I've never. I don't know if I've ever had. I've never had one. one. Yeah, they're really good. Oh, I bet. Mm. Um, my favorite apple right now, I think, is Honeycrisp. I also like Pink Ladies. Those are delicious. Pink too. Ladies are good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the same in agreement as far as cooking. Like, like, give me four different kinds of apples. Like, I need some Cortlands in there. I need some Max in there. Um, absolutely one Granny Smith, and then like um a honey crisp or a pink lady or you know something yeah um yeah mm-hmm. and Good mix Amy yeah, yeah. Like that. it's unpredictable no well, I, like, it is, yeah. I like the mix of apples in baking but, because it's it like makes a nice medley see that's the sure, thing yeah, that yeah, i yeah. like about the mix is that the max and the Cortlands turn into the mush but right. then mm-hmm. the pink ladies and the granny smiths and the they still have a little bit of tooth yeah and i'm okay i'm okay with like some like not everything just dissolving into mush like in an apple pie i don't expect that to happen but like i've had apple pies before or it's just like slices of apple like oh like a tart almost like yeah and like i'm not about that like that's because they're they get soft enough so that but they're still like tough to the teeth i don't know i'm just like I like there, I like it to be on the mushy side. I'm okay with if there's still like visible pieces of apple that you can okay. like tell it's there's apples. But it should like yeah, okay, That's yeah, fair. And then I make Very a specific. yeah, <laughs> I make I the only yeah, I'm trying to think when it's when it's I make stuffing and I put apples in it too, and mm. that has to be a mix of. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a mix too. That's like usually a Granny Smith and a Pink Lady or Honeycrisp. They, they can kind of be interchangeable. But yeah. Oh no, Melissa's frozen. <laughs> Melissa She's is frozen. frozen. She's so. Oh frozen. no. Oh man, technology is not yeah. not oh, no, fun. Did we lose her altogether? Hello. Know. Melissa? We're going to have to talk amongst ourselves to wait and see. <laughs> what do we do? Oh, oh, no. We'll never know what she's drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your, while well, we're waiting for Melissa, what's your favorite thing to bake and or make with apples, Kate? Um, well, um, I would normally say apple pie because I do love me some apple pie. But um, right now I'm kind of feeling an apple crisp. I think that, I think, I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like that's the next thing I'll I'll make is is definitely an apple crisp. Nice. What about you? Um oh. yep. Yeah, uh Melissa says she lost internet. Oh so no. She texted us, yeah. Um it still says that we're live. So I don't know if it's still recording somewhere. It's I mean well, it's counting the countdown is counting down. I mean up. Mhm. 
So I'm letting her know that says it's still recording. But um, my favorite thing, I so I make really good homemade applesauce. I make it in a slow cooker. Mm. And it's oh, great because yeah. like I got two in giant- In a slow cooker? Yep. Um, it's super easy. I core the apples and then I do peel them. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Hello. I think, I think it continued recording even when I got booted. Cool. Yeah. It looked like it did. Okay. So, so we were, Kate and I were talking about what our favorite thing is to bake or make with apples. Um, and I was saying, I really like making apple sauce from scratch in the slow cooker. I just put like, like 10 to 20 apples, depending on how big your slow cooker is, but like a bunch of brown sugar, cinnamon. Sometimes I add maple syrup. Um, and then I'll put like a lemon peel in there too, and just cook it on low for eight hours. And it turns into the most glorious mush. And sometimes I really like making like blueberry applesauce or raspberry applesauce. So I'll mix other fruits with it i won't put the berries in right away because they like they cook down a lot faster so like at the halfway point i'll add the blueberries and then because i'm a very textural person i will then puree it after i'm cooking to get like get rid of any of the like little bits of skin or like the tough spots or anything but it tastes delicious i need to learn how to can uh properly so that i can save and preserve applesauce yeah canning scares me yeah, I mean, yeah, you're creating an explosive, essentially. Yeah, well, like, and so many things can go wrong, too. If any, like, bacteria or anything gets in there, mm-hmm. like, and you don't know it, like, you're, you're fucked. You're dead. Botulism. Botulism. But you usually, there's a sign, like, you can tell, you can tell if there's bacteria in there, like, when, either when you open it or by, like, the way the lid is, if it didn't seal properly, mm-hmm. like, then you know it's not safe to eat. So there's, like, ways to tell before consuming it and getting potentially very, very sick. So I think canning is really cool. It's like it, one it's of those. super cool. Yeah. I want I want to learn how to do it. Totally prep for the apocalypse. Right. 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 Like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Good stuff, but also mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. Um, also, I don't like doing things in water baths. I was just talking to Greg about this mm-hmm. today. Anything that you have to like put in, like we watched a video on making uh, flan or flan, mm-hmm. however you want to yeah. say it. And I'm just like, water bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never made creme brulee water bath. When I made cheesecake, I didn't put it in a water bath, even though you were supposed to. Um, wow, Amy. You're making so much noise. <laughs> it was like she was in a spaceship or something. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a noise? Yeah. Yes. When I was moving the t- table, yes. it sounded yes. so quiet to me. No, I also, it, earlier... well, the mic is on the table. No, it's not. The mic oh, is on not? a different piece of furniture. Yeah. Oh, well, well, man. Earlier, too, when you were talking, Melissa, I went to go blow my nose and I thought I hit the mute button, but I didn't. And then nope. I was like, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of weird background noises in this episode because I don't know how to work a mute. So sorry. Are you just deal, deal with it. At least we- I'm talking close enough to the microphone now. So. <laughs> Be happy with what we've, you've got. We've learned so much. <laughs> yeah, so we've come, little. We've come so far. <laughs> so have you have? Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to ask if you said what your Kate. If you said what your, I realize that I'm pointing, but like you can't tell who I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at Kate, but you. Can't. <laughs> um, did, did you say what your favorite? I think the I was, apples was. 
I said I was right now I was feeling like an apple crisp. Like I, mm. I definitely feel like I need need to have some apple crisp. Um, um but I do I definitely support uh fresh applesauce by yes, for sure. Uh have have either of you ever used a fully food mill? Have you do you know what that is? I know what no. it is, but I've never used one. That's so it's like this metal it's got like a it's got like a sort of sieve on the bottom and a smushy thing on the top and it's got like a crank yeah. and you put your stuff in it and you crank it and it all smushes the stuff through the sieve on the bottom. So when I was a kid, if we were going to have applesauce or um, tomato sauce, usually it was made with the fully food mill. So you like mm. cook the shit out of whatever it is that you're doing and then you put it in there and it's like a. I must be like blender before blender or something. Yeah. 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 I, I've definitely heard of it. I've seen it before, but I've never like used one. I th it's kind of like a big bulky thing that I feel like most modern kitchens wouldn't have. Yeah. I think if you have a blender or a food processor, you probably right. don't really need one, but it's, they're super cool. Well, I mean, you then like have to manually push it through a sieve. So you think that that thing would kind of cut out the having to like use a spoon and, Oh yeah, no, it's it's sieve, like it's super annoying. Yeah, it's like the size of a you know good size saucepan, and they're good good stuff. They get cool. hot though. Like if you put if you put your hot stuff in there, like the handle will get hot after a while. Oh That's really? Fun. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. It's good. Um, so yeah, I think apple crisp right now is is probably what I'm what I'm most into. What about you, Melissa? It's always pie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I I really like pie. Pie is so delicious. Sure. Pie is, um, is. I haven't made a crisp in a really long time. Like if I was given the option between a crisp and a pie, I would probably pick pie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Sure. But that's because I really like pastry. Right, right. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think crisp for me right now is because I think I've graduated past being able to use store bought pie crust and. Mm. Bake and making pie crust is such a pain in the ass that I think a crisp is so much easier. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Like I can yeah. never. No. I'm making a pie this week for my stepdad's birthday, and I'm making the crust because it's. I'm doing like a lattice top, and I'm just like, it's gonna be a mess. What yeah. um? What kind of pie is it? Cherry. So I've never made a cherry pie in my life. Because Greg can't eat cherry. Mm. Did I oh, did I tell great. you about my cherry? Did I tell you about my cherry pie situation? You sent me a picture. Yeah, it was it was killer. It was yeah. like half half fresh cherries and half. We couldn't get can. fresh cherries. The grocery store said they didn't have any, so I had to get frozen cherries. Well, frozen, yeah, that but would they're that would be... they're thawed in the fridge. Yep. So yep, yep. But yeah, so I'm gonna be making the America's Test Kitchen crust for that because that's really the best crust recipe. It's so good. Um, and it's supposedly really easy to work with, um, but I have not experienced that. <laughs> like, I'll be fine with the bottom crust, but putting the top crust on and making it look presentable is just like, it just always looks a mess. It's always a lattice, I've never been able to do that. A lattice crust is actually a lot easier than I thought it was. If you, yeah, yeah I watched a, I watched a YouTube video on like the easiest way oh, to do it. Sorry, yeah. And it was actually, it was actually not too, not too tough. You're you're you'll be fine you're like a you're like a semi-pro baker <laughs> no 100 <laughs> percent no but thank you uh i saw that i saw that um hello that? 
that, yeah, I saw that holla. No, that that was that was killer. That uneven holla that was, it was like beautiful. Super fat you at shut the up. top and then got skinny because all of a sudden I forgot how to braid. I well, got to the part fine. where I was braiding it and I was like, "What? Wait, it's been a really long I, time. How do I? Yeah. I don't remember." So then I did it and I'm like, "That's not right, but it looks okay." And then I immediately went to my hair and just did it and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> why couldn't i remember that but so like one end was really fat and the other end was kind of skinny but yeah it came out really really good actually next time i'll have nice. to give you guys half because we it only keeps for a couple days and oh yeah we ended up mm -hmm. making french toast but even that we didn't use all of yeah. it yeah as, um, as as uh your husband was leaving the other the other day i was just like oh my gosh you guys should totally make french toast out of it and he's like that's what we're gonna have yeah <laughs> Well, because usually when I make French toast, we buy a loaf of challah bread at the store anyway. Oh, okay. So I usually make French toast out of challah bread. I've been um, I've been using brioche uh, French toast. Very good. Holy crap! I mean, challah is very man. similar to yeah. brioche, eggy, eggy, and buttery and delicious. It doesn't take yeah, no, it doesn't take quite as long, and it doesn't have as many eggs in it, and it has okay. no butter because it's kosher, so it uses oil oh, instead okay. of butter. I guess you can make it with butter, but that's. I mean, that's not true. Then it challah wouldn't bread. be challah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. The, the rules of kosher cooking are just super fascinating to me. They are. We can almost do a, a whole episode on it. But right now we're 30 minutes in. And we haven't started talking about what we're drinking or what Melissa's <laughs> drinking. So, <laughs> Melissa, what you drinking? <laughs> I stole Kate's line. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, fine. Fine. So, tonight I am drinking a apple and pear sangria. Mm. Yum. I've already had yum, yum, yum. three. I so. like how I, I always have like the McDonald's version or the Walmart version of like whatever the drink is. Like <laughs> you're drinking a nice sangria and I'm having Oreo cookies with hard <laughs> cider. <laughs> like I'm the white trash <laughs> version of whatever nice drink no, Melissa has good. mixed or is consuming. Kate, what are you drinking? Are you drinking the normal juice, uh, sparkly, and then alcohol uh i have alcohol <laughs> and uh so i have white rum and diet coke which i have to say is the first time i've had a soda in yeah. like months that's crazy uh, yeah and a shitload of um lime juice <laughs> so it's delicious <laughs> mm, nice i love it so, yeah, so I'm having an apple and pear sangria. Um, pretty much every sangria, uh, I almost said every sangria episode, every sangria recipe is pretty similar. One bottle of some type of wine, uh, about a, a quarter or a half cup of some sort of liqueur, um, a couple cups of juice, and then whatever fruit you want to throw in there. So this one specifically, I did an apple and a pear. Um, I used a Fuji apple and I did a, just like a standard green pear. Um, and they actually ended up being really tiny, which was really annoying. And also how mm. you order them online is weird. So I only got one of each, but anyways. Mm. Um, and then I did one bottle of red wine. I actually used a Pinot Noir from my um, TCM wine club box. So it was a Robert Mitchum, Pinot Noir. <laughs> Robert Mitchum. Yeah, it had like a picture of him on it. It's paired with a specific movie. I don't remember what okay. Robert Mitchum movie it's paired with. But anyway, so I used that. Mm. I did. Um, so the regular recipe has a half cup of ginger spiced rum. 
Ooh. I did a full cup. <laughs> of course. Um, and I used, so Captain Morgan's came out with this ginger spice rum. That's really good. But you could use any liquor in this really. Um, traditionally, like brandy, any type of brandy could be used in any type of rum. Um, but you can put anything you want in there. So if you're like not really into the ginger, that uh, Captain Morgan's ginger rum has a bit of a kick. It's very gingery, which I like. love. But if yeah. you're not into that, you can totally just put whatever you want in there. Um, and then two cups of apple cider. Ooh. Nice. Cool. So yeah, you just chop the fruit up, throw everything together in a big container, start to combine, and then you want to chill for at least six hours or prefer preferably overnight. Um, mm. So all that fruit and everything can get, get to know each other. Um, and then obviously serve chilled in a glass. And I got it in my big per evil wine glass with a kitty on it. Delicious. Yeah. I can't wait to make that for Thanksgiving. It's very it fall. Wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it's September, baby. Like, we're full. Yep. It was fall September 1st, even though yeah. it just became fall like a few days ago. Yeah, your house was spooky a month ago. Oh, my ago. God, it's so spooky. And then I finished the bedroom today. I got new sheets that, like, look like Beetlejuice. I am Ooh. feeling it. You can see them on my Instagram. But anyways. I see your spooky lights. Yes. Yeah. Had spooky lights. I figured I spent a lot of time in here now that I work from home, so I kind of like went all out. And Amy, that sugar skull thing that you made me, I finally mm -hmm. put that up. Yay! So it's, above, it's above my desk now, looking down. Awesome. Um. So anyway, so we're gonna talk about sangria, which I don't think we've done on the show. I was like, I feel like I've done sangria, but I, I looked and so. I didn't see anything. So. Yeah, I don't think so. And the information didn't seem familiar, so hopefully. <laughs> uh, so like I said, sangria is uh, super adaptable. You really only need, like, those main ingredients, but those main ingredients can be anything you want. You can pretty much use every, any type of wine you want, even though traditional sangria is made with um, red wine, because mm -hmm. sangria actually means blood um, for Metal. the wine that you use in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's extremely popular in Spain and Portugal, and that's where it's thought to have originated. Um, like I said, uh, variations on house uh, sangria are wide, and they pretty much rule in Spain. Like every place you go has house sangria, um, which is super cool. Traditionally, it's made with Spanish tempranillo um, and other wine from Rioja with added citrus fruit. Um, but even then, like any sangria you get from like restaurant to restaurant, it's going to be completely different. However, in the Euro European Union, um, they do have a area of designation in order for something to be sold in public to be called sangria. Um, so just like only um, scotch can come from Scotland, uh, bourbon can only come from the United States and has particular things it has to me. It's the same with sangria. Hmm. Um so in 2014, uh, the European Parliament approved new laboring, uh, blah, 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 labeling laws um, protecting indications for aromatized drinks, including sangria, vermouth, and then some German word that I cannot say, gluchwein. It's, it's got a U with the little dots over it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but only sangria made in Spain and Portugal is actually allowed to be sold as sangria in the EU. Um, mm. Now, this is only in the EU. Wow. I didn't see anything about there being a designation for it in the United States. So I think okay. like pretty much anyone can call anything sangria in the United States. 
Um, sangria made elsewhere must be labeled as such. So it would be like German sangria or Swedish mm. sangria. <clears throat> now, Those just don't which sound. Sounds, yeah, they both sound so wrong. <laughs> no. No? Nope. Not trying it. <laughs> Excuse me. So yeah. uh, the definition of sangria <laughs> under EU law from this regulation states that it has to be an aromatized wine-based drink. Um, so it has to be obtained from wine. That has to be the majority of the ingredients. It then has to be aromatized with the addition of natural citrus, fruit, extracts, or essences with or without the juice. Um, mm -hmm. Spices can be added. Um, carbon dioxide can be added. I don't know why. It cannot be colored. Um, all of the color must come naturally from the wine and from the fruits that are used, so they can't add any coloring. Um, and it has to have an alcoholic strength of not less than 4.5%, um, or yeah, not less than 4.5%, but not more than 12%. Okay. Um, nice. So drinks super similar to sangria have been recorded as early as the Greeks and Romans, um, pretty much like any alcohol throughout history. So this, they, they don't know when it was actually invented, but scholars think that it was, it's pretty similar to mulled wine, which is one of the oldest drinks, um, again, to make it palatable. So what they were making wine out of that, um, out of back then was probably super bitter and super tart so they had to add other fruits and spices and stuff to make it actually taste good and of course always for medicinal purposes oh definitely oh, yeah. not to get crunk but to cure dysentery for right. sure right yeah right. <laughs> so the early I mean, why not both i mean I'll definitely yeah both get you a wine that can do both honestly yeah. um <laughs> so the earliest form of sangria was called hippocras um, and was made with wine mixed with sugar spices and then whatever else people had on hand. Um, it was sometimes heated and sometimes not. Although heated, I feel like that falls into the mold wine category. But I'm not a food scientist or historian, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> but Hippocrates specifically, I answered my own question, which is hilarious because I wrote these notes and this script and forgot I wrote it. Um, Hippocrates <laughs> thought to be the ancestor of both sangria and mold wine. Uh, all right well there we go we, we so i also really love this next line because i wrote people in space <laughs> were doing something similar with grapevines planted by the phoenicians around 1100 bc um so apparently we had people in space in in 1100 bc i had well, no yeah. idea how do you think that the pyramids That's got great. made well so the hey. rule is to write drunk and then edit sober <laughs> I think okay. you may have forgot the edit part. Um, I did edit, but I was drunk both times. <laughs> I got in an argument, sidebar. I got in an argument in work about whether alien... Well, okay, so the argument wasn't whether... I need to see you guys while I tell this story. Hold on. Okay, there you are. The argument, which some people seem to get twisted, was not whether I believe aliens exist or not. Mm -hmm. I believe aliens exist because the 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 idea that we're you know, the only planet in the entire universe to support life is just ridiculous. Bonkers. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. There's no aliens are real. They're out there. There's no way somewhere out there, some weird series of events collided to also make some dumbass people that are probably also killing whatever planet they're on. Yep. My argument was I don't. I personally. I mean, you know, I'm the Scully of the group. <laughs> Except if I saw shit, I would believe it, unlike Scully. Um, 
I don't think aliens have been here. Mm. So I got in an argument with my team at work and we were like, really, we were in a call. We needed some mental health time. So like all of us on my team just got into call and we're just like bullshitting for three hours while mm-hmm. also getting work done. My boss, who's probably listening. Um, right. And we got in this huge argument about it. And of course, one of my coworkers who just likes to be ridiculous and be a contrarian to this day, he still holds on to a joke I made about him being a flat earther. So now if you ask him, he'll tell you he's a flat earther and that the earth is flat. And he will defend that point to the depth. He doesn't believe it. Um, But he'll go with. So he jumped on this as like, oh, yeah, they came. Don't you know, they did this and they did this and they did this. And we're arguing about UFOs. And I said, the only thing that you can show me evidence of is that there were unidentifiable flying objects. You can't show me evidence of what was in those objects. Like there's no proof that there weren't people in there or that they weren't remote operated or whatever, whatever. So then I went into our leadership chat and I was like, guys, I'm having this insane fight right now about whether aliens came to earth or not. And one of my peer leaders was like, but that's just a fact. They did. And I was like, wait oh god no what and that so i'm like okay like people believe and that's fine that's totally fine i'm more like the burden of proof is on the people that say a thing exists Mm -hmm. so you have to prove it me as a person saying it doesn't exist the burden of proof isn't on me but anyways so i'm like okay and then he's like aliens built the pyramids look it up it couldn't have been done by humans and I kid you not, oh. my brain fucking exploded. Yeah. I was just gonna say, like, did you have like I was like, stop watching the history channel because it's not actual history. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm oh, like, literally, they found dead slaves like in the walls of the pyramids from when they built the pyramids. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, oh my god. He doesn't listen to the show, so he won't hear this. But that's good. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought that the um, debate you had had was whether or not you believe UFOs exist. Whenever somebody asked me that, I go, who wouldn't? And then they're like, well, some people don't think aliens are real. I go, UFO just means unidentified flying object. And that's right. what I said. And, right. I'm, and they're like, well, that's known to be. And I'm like, no, that is the original designator because they didn't know what a thing right. was. It's just identified. So yeah. Freaking weather balloons have been identified mm-hmm. as UFOs. New military aircraft has been have been ufos like right and then i found a tiktok that's all like ghost videos and ufo videos and now i'm like fucking living for it and i posted it in the leadership chat and i'm like hey guys this is where so-and-so gets all his news <laughs> oh my god you have to share oh that with god. us just because you're a non-believer doesn't mean you have to judge oh my god oh, oh my i goodness. judge <laughs> <sighs> Oh, okay. Sorry. That's wow. Great. Really long alien sidebar. Oh, and then I, I know love it. That's okay. That listen to this, please. If you have issue with this, please like comment at us because I love it. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, tell, like these tell me a movie and tell yeah. me alien stories. There's actually a <laughs> podcast that I listen to, and one of the hosts is a very firm believer in aliens. And I don't want to discount people's experiences. I just think that those experiences may be misremembered or tainted by or they might be like sleep paralysis or like other scary psychological things i'm not saying that people that had experiences are lying i just want to make sure i get that out there i don't think anybody's lying or like making shit up 
Like I, I love and respect you anyways, but yeah. also tell me, tell me I'm an asshole uh, and tell so, me why I'm wrong. I disagree with you, Melissa. I think aliens are real and that they have visited earth. I just think that they did it like 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And then they're like these fucking people. And have chosen to not come back. I was like, I feel like if they've been here, they would have been like, we got to wipe this planet out. We can't no, let feel- people get into the universe. And then maybe they didn't. <laughs> like someone high up was like, they're not going to figure that out. Don't worry about it. They'll kill themselves <laughs> off. Yeah. And then 2020 happened and they went, see, Bob, I told you. Maybe we're on some uh, interplanetary endangered species list because we're so fucking dumb with species. <laughs> That's my theory. <laughs> Welcome to the drunk ditch. Drunk ditch. Welcome to drunk ditch alien hour. <laughs> Our new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, so I was talking about the Phoenicians. Yeah, Phoenicians. In, in Spain. So they planted a bunch of grapevines. And then later on, um, the people in Spain used those to create wine and then created sangria. Um, and what is was, the purpose of growing things if not to make booze out of it? I mean, I don't know. That's like everything that's, we've ever grown has led to that. So, yep. Yep. But that's just basically stuff going bad. Mm. <laughs> everything delicious ever just came from someone realizing they could eat it after it went bad. I mean, look at cheese. I was just mm-hmm. going to say cheese is <laughs> yeah. the only thing that you need to look at. Cheese and booze, baby. Yeah. So, it was huge, but then it really fell off around the 700s when Spain was conquered by the Islamic Moors. Mm-hmm. Um, they basically just like fucking burnt everything to, gra- to the ground. So all the vineyards, I guess you wouldn't call them vineyards because they weren't like, I don't know. They were just grapevines. So all the vines um, basically got burnt down and ruined. Um, and they weren't able to get them back until 1492 uh, when the Moors rule ended. And then they were kind of able to do like their own thing. So in the 17 and 1800s, um, a specific style of sangria was made in like England and France using French grapes. Um, And that's when the practice of making like white or sparkling sangria came into play and also using different fruits like peaches, um, which apparently uh, sangria made with peaches specifically is called Zura. Um, and then it had a bunch of popularity in the U.S. Um, in Spanish restaurants in certain cities. But specifically, the current love for sangria in the United States dates back to the 1964 World's Fair in New York City. Um, Spain had sponsored, like, their own, like, display. And they featured sangria. So, like, and then, like, Americans went fucking nuts for it. And now you can get sangria at, like, every restaurant. The end. That's amazing. That's very fun. You taught me so much, Melissa. I'm not being sarcastic. Your face is reading like you think of me. I'm not being sarcastic. Oh, right. I'm drunk. You're not. You'll remember this. Yeah. This was fascinating. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. It makes me want to have sangria. Oh, my God. I always want to have sangria, though. And I made a lot of it. So I once, um, when I was managing a team of people, I took my team out to dinner and one of my employees asked me a favor if she could order a whole pitcher of sangria for herself. But if I would lie and cover for her to the waiter and say it was for the table. So that way, cause they don't, they, the restaurant didn't allow ordering a whole pitcher for her, for one person. And I was the cool boss. So I was like, yeah, do it. I'm going to put it on the, I'm going to put it on the company charge card. I mean, yeah. it's basically baby food. 
Yeah. Young men can drink sangria. It's fine. Yeah, I was fine. Even though it's wine and hard liquor. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I blocked most of the memories of working at that place, including (laughs) social Come on. It wasn't bad until you went to that other place. It was bad for me. It was great for you. Shut up. I got fired. The company owner at the company Christmas party in front of the entire fucking company told everybody what a shitty job I was doing. And then I got shit faced for the first time in my life and rode the subway home on Boston in Boston and just kept yelling loudly about everyone I saw on the subway with me. And and you gave me shit for a holiday party that we went to with them where I got so drunk that I was yelling at homeless people in the park that we didn't have any money. Yes, because I was like, one, that's like rude. Two, no, they were asking for money. And I was like, we don't have any money. (laughs) Because I didn't. And then you tried to make me drink water and it made me very mad. Yes. Yeah, you were very angry about that. Yeah, I was really mad about the water. (laughs) And I lost a button from my coat. Yeah, Kids, I remember all what, that. That's what happens when you don't eat all day at work and then you go to a holiday party where they give you drink tickets. Yeah, that's also what happens when a company treats you like shit and then they say, but we're really nice. Here's drink tickets. That's true. Sorry, like, work sucks. And also yeah. random story sidebar over this episode. People are going to be like, all right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back to the that's aliens, great. will you? <laughs> That's another podcast coming 2021. <laughs> oh my god. Let's talk about Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. Yes, this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, that's hunk. This yeah, piece so of meat. He yeah, no, there's two pictures of him in the drive, and then I stopped mm-hmm. saving pictures because I was like, they're all the same. He looks like fucking cuckoo man. Um <laughs> he looks like a human scarecrow. Um, his name was John Chapman. <laughs> And he was born in Massachusetts, of course, in 1774. Um, very little is known about his early life. Yeah, that's that's a great portrait of oh, him. Oh, there we go. Okay, it came into focus a little bit better. Yeah. Um, country. Yes. Johnny Appleseed, country. Okay, yes. I continue. Um, so his mother died when he was really young. His father mm-hmm. fought in the American Revolutionary War. Um, we know that his father served as a Minuteman in, at the Battle of Bunker, um, which is at Breed's Hill, and um, helped construct the defenses of New York against the British invasion alongside George Washington. So um, his mother, though, died during the American Revolutionary War in childbirth. So. Oh, no. Yeah, so sad, sad early life. Um, he, through his youth, um, his dad was a farmer. So when he came back from fighting in the war, he taught him how to farm, which is how he learned many of his horticultural skills, which led to his infamy later in life. But he also along the way found religion. Um, of course he, he did. Yeah, uh, but like a really fucking weird religion. <laughs> so he was a devout follower of this mystical form of Christianity uh, that was made popular by a Swedish theologian. That word's Mm -hmm. fucking hard to say. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And the name sounds like I'm making fun of Swedish people. I swear to God, this is his real fucking name. Emanuel Swedenborg. Um, Swedenborg. Yeah, Swedenborg. Uh, That's his real last name. Like the human brain and the nervous system. 
Um, so like he started life like normal, this theo theologian, uh, but then started to think that like Jesus was talking to him and he saw angels and his visions and dreams. Um, he popularized veganism. He was nice. like the first. And I was also going to say angels, <laughs> not more weird than thinking that aliens are coming and visiting you. I'm just saying. What if they're the same thing? <laughs> it blew my mind. <laughs> Yep, oh yep, yep, yep. So this dude, this uh, this Swede guy, he thought that the second coming of Jesus was definitely going to happen, but it was going to happen through him, like Jesus would possess him. Nice. Um. Mm. Yeah, but mm -hmm, he he mm -hmm. believed like he had like good beliefs too. Like you should always like help other people, and you should do good things. That you should like give up worldly possessions, like in in honor of helping your community. He believed that consuming meat and animal products was profane. Like he thought it went against God and that like all creatures were God's children. Mm -hmm. um, so, but he was also like a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and John Chapman just like ate that shit up. He loved it. He loves so Cocoa he, Puffs. Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I don't like Cocoa Puffs. No. What? Well, okay. Yeah, no. Mm -mm. They're delish. I mean, they're not mm -hmm. as good as co Cocoa Pebbles, but. No. True, no. true, true. No on Cocoa Pebbles. pebbles like... No on Cocoa Krispies. Like... No on, do, no. Do you just not like chocolate cereal? I don't know if I've ever had a chocolate cereal that I met that I liked. Wow. Do you like sweet cereal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, we had a whole conversation about frosted. Frosted oh, Lucky Charms, right. Frosted right. Makes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't like Cocoa Puffs? Get away. Yeah, weirdo. I don't like Corn Puffs Food either. history podcast. I thought you said Porn Puffs. <laughs> porn Puffs. That's a whole... That is also a different podcast. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> That'll oh, also boy. be coming in 2021. Yes, yes. We yeah, have along with the second episode of our other show. Yes. Time on our hands. <laughs> That'll happen eventually. Yeah. Oh, man. So John Chapman became radicalized by this dude, essentially. Cool. So he, like, all of the weird pictures you see, there's a couple pictures, like I said, of him in the drive, where, like, he literally looks like he's wearing a fucking potato sack. That's because he was... Those aren't in um, the drive, I'm just saying. There's two fuck. pictures in the drive, and I showed them both. <laughs> the second one, he's wearing a potato sack. Oh, is he? It's just, a like, black a, and white one. a black and white it's... sketch. I didn't notice. Yeah, he's wearing That's a potato like sack. Like, a potato sack. And then, like, he was, so, like, all the depictions of him are, like, he's wearing a sack or really simple clothes. Some depictions show him wearing, like, a tin pot on his hat. So, he's the original fucking tinfoil hat man. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, our, like, modern popular beliefs about Johnny Appleseed are that, like, he was this, like, benevolent hippie that just, like, traveled westward and gave settlers apple seeds. And he's just, like, this great guy. And he didn't eat animals. And, like, Native American people loved him. And Fucking hippie. It's mostly bullshit. Like, he... Aww. I know. Which, it, it, like, broke my heart. I picked this as, like, a palate cleanser topic because I was, like, yeah. after, like... <laughs> Need it. There are no palate cleansers there in history, especially not American history. Yeah. So, so John Tubman did believe that, like, following that dude and like suffering in this life would lead to happiness in the next. So he did give up a lot of his worldly possessions. So that's why he literally fucking wore a potato sack as he traveled westward. Um, and what happened was in 1792, this uh, the Ohio Company of Associates which was like in charge of the Ohio territory, they developed this like policy kind of, but also like incentive program to get people to move West towards the Ohio territory. So they said that 
potential settlers would be given 100 acres of land for free if they could permanently settle there. Far and, and away. At, right. <laughs> Sorry. A permanent... Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh. Nicole Kidman. You were saying the phrase far and away. No, 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 no. That's the thing. They like yeah. come over and she runs away from her like rich family or whatever. And then they do the great whatever that is, where they have to race to the land and oh, have to like yeah. claim it for themselves. And then like people die about stuff. that. Also, I'm taking my pants off. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I have dim sum on my underwear. Uh, oh, I, like printed oh. or like actual spilt? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh like... my God, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So Ohio... Oh, the Ohio company uh, was like, move west. We'll give you 100 acres for free. You just have to settle it. And the way that they measured if the land was settled is if you planted apple trees or peach trees. Because planting either from seeds would take like at least a decade for the trees to grow to the point where they might start producing fruit. So it was seen as a long-term investment. So you weren't like a fly-by-night farmer or settler where you just come out and like grow a few fucking crops. Fly-by-night farmer, what? And then get the fuck out of there towards more west areas or go back home to the big city, right? So they created this incentive program and Johnny Chapman or John Chapman heard this and he's like, hmm, I bet I could go west and just literally plant like millions of fucking apple seeds along the way and then for each area that I did this in I would get a hundred acres of land and then I could sell it to settlers hmm. right right Mother so not capitalist not a feel good I hippie thought he was a, a hippie yeah, yeah nope you fucking nope. capitalist crone so he <laughs> He uh, ended up planting his first apple tree nurseries, which is spreading the seeds from the apple trees he or apples he gathered in the Allegheny Valley in Pennsylvania. And then he just continued westward from there. And he did that in 1798. So just like a few years after the Ohio company put puts out this policy. So does he own so he just owns every plot that he plants in? So like he moves on, but he still owns. Right. Exactly. Okay. And then he sells it off. Okay. Right. So the rule was 50 trees. So once he got 50 trees growing, and that would take like, you know, depending on what time of year he got there and when he planted the seeds and everything, like he'd have like little like baby sapling trees coming up. And then he'd like not call, but write a letter. <laughs> this is me writing a letter. He just whips out his 1980s, you know, <laughs> car phone. It's like this big. Yeah, oh, like, if anyone on the phone, I have one. <laughs> so uh, he, I he thought gets... school taught me that he just traveled around the United States randomly planting apple seeds. <laughs> no, he did it to get fucking land. So he also did give like some settlers free apple seeds. But the thing is, is to grow apple trees from seed is incredibly fucking difficult. Yeah, you need like, modern, sprout, right? Yeah, so that's why modern apple farmers or orchardists or horticulturists whatever the fucking term is they graft so like they will take um like set like they'll cut off like branches of the tree and then graft it like they'll cut a slit into the like root ball of another tree and then they'll stick the branch in there and then that branch will grow its for its own roots and use the root system the original tree to get nutrients while it's growing and developing the thing about that is it's like cloning the apple 
So the reason why we have so many different apple varieties in the United States is because Johnny Appleseed planted all of these things from seed. So like him giving seeds to settlers sounds like a really nice thing, but it's actually like, it takes a lot of skill and attention. Like it takes a lot of work to grow apple trees from seed. So like he would just give them to people who didn't know what the fuck they were doing because he was flushing apple seeds. And they'd be like, oh, thank you. And then like, they wouldn't be able to get the fucking apples to grow or apple seeds, apple trees. Whatever produces the apple, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to get that to grow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so as he's like walking around, he like goes west. He goes through Hawaii, uh, not Hawaii. <laughs> I was like, episode. how the fuck did That's he get to whole... Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> we cannot go back to Hawaii. We did two episodes. No, not for a while. Um, Ohio. Why is that okay. so difficult to say? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably because this is my fourth apple cider hard cider um but he went through ohio and kept going west and he walked miles every single day he'd sleep outdoors and he was doing this really fucking early so it's like it's before the huge rush of west westward expansion it's before word spreads it's before like this is still like these lands still are actively inhibited inhabited not inhibited inhabited by indigenous peoples so like he's he also has like the quote unquote guts to like bring his white ass through native American territory. I mean, that's just, white men. Right. And like, <laughs> and true, true. Um, But he, so like he's planting all these trees and it might have felt like a really like passive thing to do at that time. But these stories started popping up about like how he had like these great relationships with, with native Americans. And like the truth is probably a lot less, like he writes in his journal about like how he was attacked a couple times or like chased out of certain areas, but like other areas. Yeah, because they were treated, like, "This yeah. is our land. Don't plant stupid apples here." Right. We don't want them. So like, <laughs> well, but then, yeah, I mean, well, that's part of the problem. That's why natives got fucks. Part of why natives got fucked so hard because nobody owns the land. So it's right. probably like. They were fine with him being there, but then he started fucking shit up and they were like, hey, right. Can you not? <laughs> right. So he so another thing, too, is that I didn't uh, mention when I was talking about him growing stuff from seeds is that his religion, his like cuckoo religious beliefs prohibited him from grafting trees, too, because he believed, which like, I kind of agree with this, too, but like he believed that like oh. plants can feel pain. So like plants like they're studying this now but like pl like plants will like actually send out certain like hormones and chem stuff when they're like when something breaks on well, them survival. so like they can't yeah right so they can't feel pain like them. we feel pain but well, like they, they notice systems. right but they, they notice when or you can't tell right. me don't i can't handle <laughs> I the plants with, can feel it the happening I've, is real I've struggled with the like the whole do fish feel pain or not thing for long enough. Mm -hmm. I can't start thinking about yeah plants. I can't keep a plant alive you in my house. What does that mean? I murdered so many you, plants. They died in agony. <laughs> do you know that in the forest that there's a mother tree that talks to the root system to all the other trees and helps dictate what trees get nutrients so that the whole entire forest can survive? What? <laughs> Alyssa's face. Oh, she either thinks her. I'm crazy. 
You love her? I, I love the, the mama tree. The mama tree, yeah. It's a, oh, so like trees do that. communicate. Everything's so, burning down and that includes trees. So you're well, really I was, just, yeah. I was just going to say, like in the in the specifically like Muir Woods area, mm. um, and like no. all of those giant sequoias, there are absolutely family trees like your husband told me not to talk to you about that because he didn't think you could handle it i can't i can't but i saw that a bunch of a uh, bunch of scientists and stuff think that they're gonna be fine they yeah. will they're because they're so big and they're so dense that the outside has it's, been torched right but they, they're gonna rejuvenate and it's like australia like you saw plants and trees and stuff coming back almost immediately in mm -hmm. australia it was wild that's because it looked like an alien planet yeah, it's sad. It's very well, sad and like needs to stop. But also, forest fires are like a natural thing. Like, well, but these ones aren't. No, I know. I know. I'm not saying. I'm not right. saying that this fire is good in any way. I'm just saying right. that like the forest is like designed to regrow after a fire. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. like we are at a point in time where we can't afford any creatures that consume carbon and output oxygen to be taken right away from us and it will take a very long time for that forest for those forests to come the back. world is on fire okay continue yeah. telling us about how plants feel so, pain amy <laughs> yeah so johnny appleseed believe believe this that plants can feel pain so that's specifically but he why he ate ground because he had to eat something he yeah so he um he also got a lot of attention because he would tell settlers along the way that they shouldn't kill mosquitoes or rattlesnakes because they are also part of God's creation. I mean, I, yeah, I'm I talking into my bottle because I'm just if, like so. If you believe, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that makes sense. If you believe mm -hmm. that everything is God's creation and has a divine right to life, then yeah, you don't kill mosquitoes because mosquitoes serve a purpose, like spreading, spreading disease, disease. <laughs> keeping the human race in check. But uh, <laughs> bats also eat them and stuff. Yes, but. Please. I mean, but it's also nature to kill things that endanger your life. Right. You, like you and cannot live in 100% harmony with nature. No, like that's not how nature works. Can't. Nature is yeah. awful and mean and you right. have to like, kill things. We we have a chicken that we call no comb because her comb hasn't come in and all the oh, other chickens pick on her. her. They bully her. Oh, and no. she's the yeah she's the last to go into the the uh chicken run at the end of the night because she doesn't want to go in because the other girls are mean to her and then when we put her in the, all the other chickens run up to her to peck her and i have to go in and break it up every night they're fucking mean so girls yeah and they kick her off the roost so she has oh to sleep God. alone down low. which one's regina yeah. motherfuckers which one's regina oh like from mean girls yeah that yeah late late that was delayed <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so he didn't graft trees for that reason, but also okay. like he became a very skilled horticulturist because of that. So when he's giving out seeds to everybody, like which is why, like, oh, it was just like a hippie who loved to plant shit. Like, like those settlers are set up to fail because it's actually like really fucking tough. And it takes, like I said, it takes a long time. So like an untrained farmer or horticulturist, like if you're just planting a seed, like it's hard when stuff starts sprouting to determine what is a weed and what is not if you've never fucking grown a plant before in your life. Sure. Like, you don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. So so he's growing all these things and he's claiming all this land. And um, he ends up, like, becoming a really wealthy landowner. 
Well, yeah, when, I mean. By the time, like, he dies, he owns, even after selling off huge parcels of land, he still owns 1,200 acres of land. All across. So, like, oh, all across. To be honest with you, I don't actually understand what an acre is, but I do know that 1,200 <laughs> is a lot. <laughs> um. Because I How think many... my cousins have like a hundred and something acres. Yes. And the the house I grew up in, we had five acres. And that included like a really big yard and then a lot of woods. Yeah. The, it, but... the house where I live right now has two acres. So. Helpful and for our audience to. Yes. <laughs> it's helpful. Just like me you. saying the house I grew up in had five acres. But it's helpful for you. I no, that's what I'm saying. I'm Google shit. No, that's what I'm saying. I gave you shit for it not being helpful when I did the same thing. God, I'm calling myself on my own bullshit so that you guys can't. Okay. So there, there's, if this helps, there are 640 acres in a square mile. So it's at like two square miles. Basically. Two square miles. It does not help, but I gotcha. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So like I said, a lot. It's that's a lot of space. I could, yeah. I could, I could run it, but getting back would be a struggle. Because it would just be two miles this way, right? Or it's two miles corner to but corner. But that's not getting you through the whole twelve hundred acres, right? That's getting well, you through whatever. That's why, that's why I said going back. Going side. back. Would, right, going back would be a struggle. Math. I'm drawing with my fingers to the listeners. Who cannot see me? Yeah, I'm drawing you're, a you're square. You're drawing with your beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not drawing in a way that, that Melissa or Kate can see the square like this. <laughs> like I'm not doing it vertically. I'm doing Listeners. it my Listeners, if you can tell us how to adequately um, view an acre in our mind's eye, that would be super helpful. Thank you. <laughs> I broke Amy. I had to just oh. mute myself because I was laughing so hard. I was hyperventilating. Okay. It's a lot of fucking land. It's a lot. It is. Like, it's a lot are, of fucking land. Like those huge like mansions and stuff that like big fancy rich like lords and shit used to own in like mm -hmm. England. Like how many acres is one of those? I don't know. You just... How would you even find out? Google. Uh, okay. I'll bang it. Just bang it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, Bing, Bing, Bing sidebar and acre sidebar over, I guess. Yep. So like I said, there's like a lot of idealization of John Chapman and how he into with Native Americans, like showing him working hand in hand with indigenous peoples and like Always. these ideas that like they, they thought of him as a white healer or a medicine man. Um, and it's like sure. all bullshit. Like the I mean, reality is that there had to be some good, right? Like, yeah, I can't believe I'm, that all of United States history is white people shitting on natives. Like, I know that that is the overarching storyline. Like, yeah. I'm not, but there there were some good stuff of people working together and living in harmony for at least a while. If Amen. there are, it's going to be mm -hmm. a lady, not a dude. Oh, that's probably yeah. accurate. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So yeah, so he he uh, he really fucked people over because he led he paved the way for much more westward expansion mm -hmm. and um, participated in the system that enabled 
things like Manifest Destiny and mm. uh, the genocide of Native peoples. So, not cool. Not, not good. Cool. Do not approve. And no. also gave people a bunch of seeds that they couldn't fucking do anything with. That probably just died. Right. Right. But and like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. But that coupled with like his really odd appearance created this like legend and mythology yeah. around him yeah. even mm -hmm. when he was alive. So even before he died, there were oral accounts of his activities that were circulating and he had like all of these wilderness skills too. So like he um, had a lot of physical endurance because he would just walk and walk and walk from like sun up to sundown. And he like, he didn't have a fucking horse or a cart. Like he literally just walked to Ohio. I was going to say, so he walked from Massachusetts or Pennsylvania or whatever. And yeah. To yeah. Ohio. How long would that take? Google I'll it. look it up right now. Yeah. I mean, but, but come on, like people, people hike the Appalachian Trail all the time. I mean, look at Forrest Gump, right? But that's a marked trail that's been yeah. walked by like millions of other people before no, I... you. <laughs> like, okay, so driving with, it's with 11 hours. Equip. What? So walking, I... walking, it is 237 hours. So that's not too bad. <laughs> what, whatever that is. So 237 hours, if you walk for like six hours a day, how many days is that? So much walking, though. Mm -hmm. I was just gonna divide it by a day to see how many days it would be, but that's you're right, that's without taking any breaks. Why can't I find my calculator? Oh, there it is. So, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do eight. <laughs> he, okay, he probably didn't walk more than eight hours a day, right? I doubt that's it. A month. That's a month. That's 29.6. That's days. a month without stopping for multiple days in one area. So like, like that's a month if you have constant access to food and clean water and you don't yes. need to make detours. And you're like things. stopping to sleep and that's it. And then you're right. on your way. So that's like, so he did that. And then, like I said, he wore like really cuckoo clothing. Like instead of a shirt, he usually wore a sack with holes cut in it for his head and arms. And then sure. he also walked barefoot or then he would wear oh, like wear really oh. worn out shoes. Oh that my I really don't like. That's why in like every horror movie ever, if someone's like kidnapped or something, when they escape, they don't have shoes on. Yeah. Because it's a yeah. fucking nightmare. Awful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. And then he carried a bag of apple seeds with him everywhere. So, and then he would, like I said, he didn't have like a cart or anything. So he, like, there's a common depiction of him with like a stick and like a sack tied to it. Yeah, and then yeah. like his pot on his head. Cause like that was his one cooking utensil. <laughs> so... He just walked around like that, wearing all his stuff. Um, like, so he looked good. Really so he's famous for planting apples all over the United States, and that's great for us because we have lots of apple variety. And the okay. re so the reason why he planted apples too at this time, the apples, especially growing an apple from a seed, like I said, is really tough. Um, they did not produce like delicious apples. And every time you plant an apple from a seed too, it like, it changes the plant. So it's like a slightly right. different apple than the apple that the seed came from. Yeah. So because he did this, he created like hundreds of different varieties of apples, which are good for us. But he, at this time, like I said, the apples really weren't like good eating. They weren't considered like a food to snack on or Probably eat. made like wine and stuff out of them, I imagine. Cider, they sorry, wine. hard cider. Drink lady. What the fuck? I don't know. But- at this time, there was no potable water. Like, there was no, like, safe yeah. drinking water. 
So, like, the only safe way to drink anything was if it was booze. So, planting an apple tree meant that you would have something safe to drink and get intoxicated. Did this babies, part of American history is just a haze of alcohol. Yeah, did babies just drink booze? I mean, I know they drank they drink breast milk. milk but yeah. that breast milk was booze. Yeah. <laughs> That's why people live to, like, the age 35. And a lot of the infant mortality rate was horrible. And babies were born, like, at five pounds. That like, reminds me, sidebar, mm-hmm. Sola from BA. Kate, yeah. have you seen Sola's new show? Yeah. With yeah, yeah, yeah. with Babish. Yeah. Or, uh, what is he? It's Babish Culinary University. He changed his channel name to. Mm-hmm. And she did. She had, it's like Stump Sola, which I don't know if you know Sola, Amy, but she's the best person on the planet. She's one of the she's, people okay. that I did. I paid to give uh, my husband a birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, because she is just. Amazing. Perfect. Yes. Um, but so anyways, great. she stopped doing videos for Bon Appetit because their video contract was fucking trash. Um, so she said, I'm not doing videos with you anymore, but then showed up on Binging with Babish's channel and he changed it to Babish. Oh, no. Where'd you go? We lost her. Oh, come on. <sighs> oh, so no. Kate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. so she, she ended up on the on the uh, Binging with Babish channel and she just did this. They They started a new... Uh, oh, is she back? Oh, she's back. She's back. A new <laughs> cooking, a new, a new um show that's really cute called Yeah, is it not Dump Sola? Dump Sola. And she had to make oh, macaroni nice. and cheese, but in the style of 18th century. Yeah, it's like oh. a game show where there's a wheel, a wheel, and there's all these things on it, and they spin the wheel, and it was yeah. So she had to make old timey which what she thought like mac and cheese would be like in the olden days that sounds fun that sounds like a fun show to watch it was a really cute it was a really cute show but she's but she's yeah the reason i brought it up was because um in it she's like oh well add all this cheese she's like it's fine because in the 18th century people only lived to like 25 anyways so they just <laughs> ate all the cheese all they the wanted cheese. and then died <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, not wow, wrong. That's pretty, that's pretty. She also had a new one today. Oh, we too, didn't watch that one yet. Where she has to create a seven course meal with only stuff bought at a bodega. Wow. That's yeah. cool. So we're okay. pretty sure this might be the show that she pitched to BA before yeah. all the shit went down. And they were like, oh, she's going to have her own show. We think yeah. that this is yeah. probably what that show was. Well, uh, oh, Dan, cool. uh, exciting. we were talking about um, the the fact that the last thing that we had seen her on was the one where she turned um, like pasta carbonara into a dessert or right. whatever. Yeah. Like, and this and is how like, sort that. of unique it was. And th- that's exactly what we said was this was totally in that vein. Um, the other thing that we said was we doubted that Sola is going to be the only one that joins his team. No, so. I mean, I mean, Bon Appetit gossip, but I mean, they already took Vinny from right. it's alive and then Vinny was like at when all the shit went down was like hey everybody yeah come come over out. here so yeah. yeah but that's great but anyways that cool. sidebar over oh yeah people back then died all the time yep uh very early and then yeah so well, like 30 is like old <laughs> yeah I mean yeah that's like ancient yeah I should be dead now I um, mean if you're dead according to seventeen <laughs> our dust and bones dust. <laughs> yep 
<laughs> so Chapman lives until 1845 where he dies in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Indiana is fucking horrible. I hate it. It's my least favorite state in this country. The last really? time I drove through Indiana, it, I was I could see Illinois. Like it was I was right at the border. I was at the toll booth at the border. And I couldn't get to Illinois, the place I wanted to get to. I couldn't get into Chicago because there was a fucking car on fire in Indiana on the highway. Okay. Just like it was like the perfect Indiana moment. Where like, I was like, how this is Indiana. Indiana's fault? Do you know how many times on fucking 93 South I've driven by a car on fire? It was like okay, it was a, a car time. in a box truck just engulfed in flames. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have the box truck, so. And the whole state smells like it's an old uh, industrial complex. So, like New Jersey. That they never. Yeah, New Jersey. Up. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. not true. So, we drove through some really nice parts of New Jersey. They do yeah. have nice parts. Yeah. Just so, when yeah. you drive in Anytime from New York, me... it's trash. Right. It's awful. Okay, so he <laughs> dies. So how old he dies. was he when he died? Was he like twenty? He I can't a lot. fucking do math, Melissa. When was he, he born? 1774. So he's almost fucking 100. What? what? When did he die? 18. Not almost 100. 1845. Math is hard. He's about 50 still, years old. He's about 70, 50. So half of 100. Yeah, like 50, 51. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's probably from all that walking. walking. Yeah, probably um, from all that walking. Guys, guys, an apple a day. Helps you right. live keeps, to 50. Keeps yeah. The Grim in Reaper the, away. In the 1700s. <laughs> yeah. Guys, we all have to live past 50 because we're all closer to 50 than I would like. Oh. Mm. I'm closer so, to 50 than I am to zero. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we all are, Amy. <laughs> God damn it. Bitch. Mm. Why did I have to think of that? Why did you have to think of that? So, anyways, he dies. I think of the uh, when Harry met Sally. That scene oh, yeah. where I'm she, gonna like, be gets, forty. And he's like, Not when? Years. No, he goes when, and she goes someday. <laughs> and then, well, then the, don't they say it's the like, math? And, and he says in eight oh, years. Oh, I don't. And she goes, I just. But it's out there. I just, like, yeah, I just remember the happen. someday and how fucking stupid it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyways, okay, so he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. He dies. Dead. Not moving. And already, oh, like, not. <laughs> just not come back as zombie Johnny Appleseed. Oh, yeah, no, he, um, got, he got dosed with some trioxin from yeah. Return of the so Living because, Dead. So because he, like, as he traveled, he essentially bought up land, but, like, bought it for zero dollars, just, like, the work of him fucking planting apple trees, and then sold it at a profit. When he dies, like I said, he has 1,200 acres of land that he leaves to his sister. He also has a brother, too, that, like, he just kind of, like, never talks to, but he has, like, family back in Massachusetts, but because he of his, like, cuckoo religious beliefs, he, like, goes on this journey, gets all this land... And then he sells it. He makes the money. He still fucking wears a tin uh, hat and a fucking potato sack for clothes throughout his life. He hands out seeds, right? So, like, all of these, like, like stories and legends are wrapped while he's alive. And then by the time he dies, and as he's doing this, too, he's proselytizing. He's spreading the gospel of that, like, cuckoo Swedish Swedenborg guy. When he dies... A uh, reverend and preacher, W. Day Haley, decides to write a 
an article or like a like a profile on him for Harper's New Monthly magazine in 1871. So this is like almost 30 years later, 25 years later, he like writes like a in memoriam kind of piece being like, Hey, this, like this guy is an American Great legend. Man. Right. And it like reignites interest and curiosity in him. So like I said earlier, all of the apples that he grew weren't really for consumption. Um, through grafting apples, we were able to like be more nitpicky about like flavor and texture and size and things like that. So that, like we have all the different varieties of apples because of him, but we have the flavors available of apples through grafting techniques, which he did not believe in. Um, but most, because most of his, his original orchards like survived well until the 20th century. Um, and we're, we're still used for apple cider for hard cider. Um, in the 1920s during prohibition, the FBI actually raised most of them to the ground. Oh, so, yep. Yep. Um, yep, there was one existing orchard that survived in Ohio, and there is still a tree there um, that um, supposedly was planted by Johnny Appleseed. So it's over 200 years old um, and still producing apples. And they use uh, the orchard there for um, pies and things like that. But his legacy is mostly other than just like the folklore legends about him, like the actual trees he planted are mostly gone. I mean, yeah. that's sad just because the trees are gone. Like, yeah, no, that's sad. Prohibition was fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, although if the depression didn't happen, who knows? We might never have left prohibition. Um, so like, do we think he fucked? He did not. Uh, actually, his religious beliefs also said That's that what he I'm was thinking. prohibited from lying. Well, it said it says lying with a woman. So I guess technically he could have. Doesn't but... say anything about burning a hole in an apple. Uh, <laughs> Ew. No, he I wouldn't do that. Because apples feel pain, right? Apples feel pain. He would never well, no, force the... himself on an apple, Melissa. Apples no, deserve no. more respect than that. In like in serious, all seriousness, wouldn't it be the apple itself? I mean, that's not the plant. Like the apple tree is the plant. The apple it's a, pro it's a production he, of the tree. Apple is the baby plant. It's the oh, vehicle. The so it would be like it. pedophilia, but with plants. Oh my god. All right. We got it. <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. I was just making a funny joke. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at pedophilia. That is horrible. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm laughing uh, at the analogy. Yes. Of and fucking also an apple. at the image of him fucking an apple. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so, yeah. this, it's funny because when I was researching this, I was like, oh, it's going to be a short episode. But then we just kept fucking talking, ladies. Well, also, we had a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> Yeah, or at least on my yeah. end because mm -hmm. fucking Comcast sucks. You hear that, Comcast? Anyway, not going to be one of our sponsors. Fuck off. No, internet. Oh, Something correct. Something yes. I have been dealing with at work, but also not a sidebar that we want to get into. No, uh, we want to end this episode. I know. <laughs> so I Amy, know. That's all you got, right? That's all I got, ladies. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit drunkdish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Drunk Dish Pod and Instagram at Drunk Dish. And again, thanks for listening. 